0: Gospel reading for this morning is taken from Matthew's Gospel, beginning in the 25th chapter at the first verse. Matthew wrote these things, Jesus is speaking. God's kingdom is like ten young virgins who took oil lamps and went out to greet the bridegroom. Five were silly and five were smart. The silly virgins took lamps, but no extra oil. The smart virgins took jars of oil to feed their lamps. The bridegroom didn't show up when they expected him, and they all fell asleep. In the middle of the night, someone yelled out, he's here, the bridegroom's here, go out and greet him. And the 10 virgins got up and got their lamps ready. The silly virgins said to the smart ones, our lamps are going out, lend us some of your oil and they answered well there might not be enough to go around go buy your own so they did but while they were out buying oil the bridegroom arrived and when everyone who was there to greet him had gone into the wedding feast the door was locked much later the other virgins the silly ones showed up and they knocked on the door saying master we're here let us in And he answered, do I know you? I don't think I know you. So stay alert. You have no idea when he might arrive. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? Oh God, I can't remember the last time I stood on tiptoes, stretching to see over the horizon, stretching to see tomorrow, stretching to see the cutting edge of life. Many times, I am complacent and just view life from my easy chair. I'm content to let life come to me, taking whatever comes, no matter with what I must deal. O oh, Lord, shock me out of my easy chair. Get me on my tiptoes again. Put me at the edge of your creative work. Help me affirm my faith. Help me to speak to others about Jesus. Help me share your love. Oh, God, in advance, I thank you for tiptoe experiences. Amen. Well, are you ready? I mean it. Are you ready? Thank you, Carl. I don't even have to turn around. (laughs) Thank you for that. You know, I suspect that you've been asked that question numerous times in your life. It may have to do with taking a test or getting ready to come to church or preparing for a driver's license exam or are you ready for football? I suspect that when we are ask that question, we seldom answer no. It really isn't the answer that our loved ones and friends or our bosses especially want to hear from us. They expect a resounding, yes, I'm ready. But if we're honest, we really do just drift along, most of us. There will always be tomorrow, we say, allowing ourselves to sink back into a bit of complacency. Why should we do today that which we could easily put off until tomorrow? The story that Jesus tells us today teaches us that the Kingdom of God requires from us decision, preparation, and expectation. So I think the ultimate question becomes for us this morning, when God breaks into our lives, will we be ready? Will we recognize it? Or perhaps will our own actions help to shut doors we pray would remain open to us? It's like this, Jesus said. The kingdom, it's like 10 young women, five of whom acted wisely and they were prepared, and five who acted unwisely. And some of them ended up inside at the party, the others remained outside, they were excluded. So keep watch, keep awake. Now, Matthew 5, 40 and 41, tells us this Jesus teaches he's speaking he says if anyone wants to sue you and take your coat give your cloak as well and if anyone forces you to go one mile go also the second mile give to everyone who begs from you and do not refuse anyone who wants to borrow from you those are words on Jesus's lips 20 chapters earlier. So I think we're to take from this that at the heart of Jesus' message lies a generous God who invites us to practice generosity even at some great cost to ourselves. So in light of this earlier teaching, I would propose to you this morning that the behavior of the supposed wise maidens is terrible. Don't they care enough to share? What about their sisters? Those left behind, those outside, those who are excluded, their friends? And take a look with me for a second at the behavior of those who are left waiting just outside. What do they do? They try to get it right, don't they? They went off to the market in the middle of the night to somehow find someone who would allow them to buy some more oil. And they get some, and then they return. And they knock on the door, ready now, but the door remains closed to them. And inside are the ones who did not give generously, And outside is a group who are experiencing rejection even though they tried to rectify their shortcomings. So, how does this make sense to us this morning? Jesus sums up his story with these words Stay alert. You have no idea when he might arrive. Did you really listen? Notice, please, that Jesus does not mention oil or how much he should bring. His criticism is for those who fall asleep. His big warning to the disciples is to stay awake, to be ready for what is at hand, to be engaged with his presence and with the presence of the kingdom all around us. I really have come to believe that If the so-called foolish maidens had been there to meet him when he came, I believe they would have made it in the door. Their preoccupation with something that did not matter cost them being present in the moment at hand. Now, we're near the end of Matthew's Gospel, toward the end of the church year ourselves, And this is a kind of story about endings. Time became up. It was very shortly after this in Matthew's Gospel, the next chapter to be exact, that Jesus shares the Last Supper with the disciples and then he heads out into the garden to pray. And he takes Peter and James and John. And he asks them to wait with him and stay awake as he prays. Now the disciples, who not too long before had heard this story and the command to stay awake, go to sleep. They go to sleep as Jesus struggles with his fate and prepares for the end of his life. Three times he had to awaken them. They are not ready. And the third time he tells them that the betrayer is at hand. Life, folks, cannot be endlessly deferred. There are opportunities that come to us that do not come again. And as we age, we get to a point where we can only live with our regrets and our disappointments. There is not time, nor is there the ability to relive, undo, or repair what we have said and done our choices focus our life's direction. It starts to narrow in upon us, it is inevitable. And Jesus urges us to be alert, to watch, to be prepared for the time in which we live at this moment may be a time for decision, it may be a time for commitment, it may be a time for action. On this Veterans Sunday, I want to thank those who have served for your service. It seems to me that you have lived this kind of watchfulness, perhaps not out of choice, but out of necessity. Whatever the case, I am grateful that you have stood watched and helped to preserve the freedoms and the way of life to which we all Have become accustomed you know what it is to set aside your own concerns to keep watch for the health and welfare of many I believe it is the high water mark of service to humankind and I am grateful for your presence here now Jesus also said no one can serve two masters And this becomes our stewardship focus for this week as we look at where our treasure resides. When we do that, we must take the time to look at our own hearts. The foolish maidens went off in search of oil when in the end, Jesus doesn't even mention oil or lamps. They went off in search of unnecessary things. And it cost them being present in the moment. They had become convinced that they needed something that did not even matter a lick. We need to come to terms with where we place our own hearts and our treasure. And please make sure that it all matters in the end. And Jesus concludes today's story with the advice to keep watch. To be ready for the time that is the right time. Time fulfilled. Our moment when God arrives on tiptoes or rushes in. Or surprises us with light or teases us. Or perhaps even speaks. Watch. Be ready. Amen.